Yo, real quick before I start this episode, I just wanted to say RIP to Earl Simmons, aka DMX. For those that don't know, he passed away last week. He was in a coma for about a week from a heart attack. He was on life support and he just took a turn for the worse. DMX was definitely one of my favorite rappers. He's actually in my top five of favorite rappers slash MCs of all time. It was just about his own, how authentic it was. But at the same time, how vulnerable he was at the same time. Like, he was this tough, rugged dude. But at the same time, he wasn't afraid to express himself. He wasn't afraid to talk about the stuff that he went through, whether it was his drug addiction or the stuff that he went through with his mom and just all the other stuff that he's been through. And despite all of that, he's one of the best for everybody. He's definitely a God-fearing man. And he would definitely be missed. This is probably one of the first times, honestly, that I felt some type of way with our rapper passing away. Granted, you know, I do feel bad when anybody does pass away too soon. But being that DMX was one of my favorites of all time, it hit me differently. Heck, you know, Pac's my favorite artist, but I was six when he passed away, so I didn't have those same emotions. Plus, I wasn't really listening to hip-hop at that time. But I say that to say DMX is definitely going to be missed. A t- true icon in the hip hop game, and um, I just wanted to t- take this time before I actually start my episode to just pay my respects. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's your boy AJ, and this is Hip Hop Vibes. I got a special guest in the studio today, my boy Spence from the band Say Leaf. Hey, what's good, y'all? Now we're supposed to have two people, but because you know COVID restrictions, we only got one in the studio right now. But we're gonna try to like switch back and forth between the band members, and, you know, see how it goes. COVID, man. (laughs) (laughs) But how you been, bro? I've been good, man. I've been blessed. Not too many complaints at all. Just working on this music. True, true, true. So just real quick, you know, introduce yourself, your name, where you're from, your role in the band, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So my name is Raymond Spence. I prefer to go by my last name. Ray is just out of the question. (laughs) 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 But um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, if you can't tell from the accent. And uh, I play drums in the band Say Leaf. And I also pretty much handle like the management for right now and all the promotion and everything like that. I just want to say again, thank you so much for having us on your show, bro. Like this is dope. I appreciate the opportunity to just kind of get our message out there, spread the word and spread the love, bro, because that's what we're about. Uh, no problem, bro. I'm glad y'all able to come up here. So real quick, explain Say Leaf. Like what does it mean? How did y'all form, okay. meet up, all that yes, good stuff? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Say Leaf as a band, we actually started with me and Greg. Okay. Uh, it was we met up at the Roots Picnic uh, in 2017, and we Greg and I went to college together. And you well, know, Norfolk State, right? Yeah, Norfolk State, okay. and uh, HBCU love. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Greg and I, we had linked up at the uh, Roots Picnic just kind of by chance, and I was like, "Bro, I'm about to move to Maryland a little bit," and um, you know, looking to play some drums, and he was like, "Bro, we can start a band as soon as you get up here." So it's like I think it was like just playful banter between the two of us at the at the Roots picnic. But yeah. then once I got up here, I was like, "Bro, I'm here," and he was like, "Oh, okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay." Didn't think that was actually yeah, going to happen. We're going to follow through. It. <laughs> so um, he put me on to Data. Data came through, and I had a few charts uh, that I had been writing uh, down in Virginia. And yeah. we started running through the charts, and we were like, "Yo, this is actually pretty dope." And Data was just like, "Yo, I got this singer." And, you know, she's, you know, she's young. She's figuring things out. Uh, vocally, I think we could, we would be able to use her. So we brought uh, Kamara in and just raw talent. And we were all looking at each other like, we can make something here. So that's how we all connected at first. Uh, the name Salif, it actually is a mixture of Creole and uh, African. Okay. Uh, or French. It's fr- uh, yes, French. My bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the French word for that is say, and uh, the African word for love is leaf. So fusing together, that's love. Okay. That's what we've been about this, since we started in uh, 2017. Uh, we released our first project in 2019, and this is us coming back in 2021, two years later, with our second project, Curse Has Been Lifted. Okay, so talk about Curse Has Been Lifted real quick. The process and the working on the album. Actually, talk about the first project real quick. Oh, absolutely. So what was the name of the first project? The first project is uh, almost self-titled. It's uh, That's Love. Okay. It's, it's, you know, the the name of the band uh, in English. 
But um, we re- we started recording that project in uh, 2018. And the fun thing about that is the way that we started that project was by doing these things called lock-ins. So we would, I think it was March of 2018, we literally, no, no, it was it was 2018. We had this thing called a lock-in. So we all went to Greg's house and you couldn't leave. You couldn't be on your phone. You couldn't do sh- like um, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do anything else besides focus on the music. We slept okay. there. We ate there. We you know we vibed there like, and that was the environment that we kind of pumped out all of the songs from my first project. So it it was the first project was birthed from that uh, lock in that we did, and we just kind of continued to expand on it. We would rehearse on every Sunday, kind of link up. Uh, get our stuff together and like the goal for us was always to have our own maybe at least an hour's worth of our own music so we could gig because when we were initially gigging we were just kind of doing like covers and stuff like that like putting our own flavor on it so the covers that we would do is like uh, them changes by Thundercat or a few Robert Glasper tunes like Ah Yeah and um, stuff like that so we kind of wanted to already break into the scene with music that people were familiar with, but kind of putting our own spin on it. Right. But the goal always was for us to have our own hour's length of a show. So with us having that project, that was like a step closer for us. So the way that that plans into this project, this project is the culmination of that goal and being able to say, yo, we want an hour's worth of music that we can play. Well, we have an hour length album. Nice. And I remember I came to a couple of your old shows, too. Thank you, bro. Yeah, Thank man. you. Thank you. Big, yeah, shout, big shout out to uh, Bus Boys and Poets. That's oh, yeah. where we had our, uh, uh, like, the, the what is it, the host there, uh, Dwayne Crochet. Yeah, King yeah. Pitt. That dude, like, he plugged us into the D.C. area and, like, just many, 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 many thanks to that dude for, like, just kind of helping us grow and putting us out there like that. Because just from gigging with him, he, he, it, like, opened up more opportunities for us to kind of get out and experience things for ourselves and for people to actually book us and just forever thankful and forever grateful to him for that. Fast, fast. That's dope. So, yeah, so talk about Curse has Been Lifted. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anytime I discuss the album, the very first thing I I usually ask is, you know, whoever asks about the album, like Mm. you personally, how would you define a curse? Kind of like a, a stigma that's been like placed on you for like however long mm. that you try to like, you, you try to get rid of you just you think you can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. So initially, whenever I would think about a curse, it would it would kind of get me choked up because it's it's hard to put a label on it. Mm-hmm. You always know what a curse is, but you don't never really. It's, it's hard to put your finger on specifically what a curse is. Yeah, and to take this a step further, how would you specifically go about lifting a curse? Oh, self-love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I enjoy the self-love aspect of it, too. Uh, everybody has a different uh, a different definition of what a curse is, and everybody has their own solution to it. What Salif decided to do was, with this project, we wanted to create something that would be a healing process mm. for the world because and I don't think it's any secret to anybody. Like, look at the interview right now. I'm supposed to be in here with Data. <laughs> We can't, <laughs> we can't be in here right now because yeah. of COVID. So we really wanted to at least make a statement out to the world uh, and kind of put something concise together to be able to say, you know, curses exist and there is a way that you lift it. You know, there's a way that you can remove that curse. And so when we when we set out creating this project, it wasn't with that in mind. It was literally us kind of creating music as we went along and our band leader, Greg, or Cure, he kind of put the label on the project. And the, the, the development of it has, has, is primarily his creative direction, along with uh, Kamara J, our vocalist. And it was, I am very excited. I'm very honored and privileged to have been a part of it and just kind of be in the room within the creative process and kind of putting my little tidbits here and there and the the culmination of it i'm very excited bro like you know how you you have that moment where you can actually pull up your own project and listen to your own project from start to finish yeah i've done that like at least six times and i enjoy it every time and that's what's up yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, bro it's it's amazing that's me when i first started this radio show man 
Like just sitting back and just listening to like, bro, your voice yeah. is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I enjoy this every time I get to listen. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I get that a lot, actually. Yeah, bro. That's why that's one of the reasons why I decided to start the radio show. Yeah, bro. Keep keep this going. <laughs> if for anyone, keep it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then because of this, I started my podcast. I just started my podcast. Excellent, bro. If you ever like listen, if you ever consider quitting, just remember that you'd be letting me down. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, like, I got to keep going. Spence is relying on me. Spence needs the man. He Spence needs it. needs this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, man. So what were your influences to making this project or making this um, second album? Oof. Uh, let me think about this. Because, like, I know you're, like, a huge Thundercat fan. Oh, absolutely. From from start to finish. Like, that, he's always going to be a pivotal part of the influence for our band. But, um... I think the things that really influenced us were growth, uh, the environment that we were coming into. Uh, if uh, I'm not sure a lot of the people out there know, but we had um, a little bit of a change in the leader. Well, not me not say leadership, but the membership of the group. And initially we had five members. I was about to ask you that too, because yes. I remember like you had a saxophonist too, right? Yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay. We, uh, so... Within that transition and into making this a four-person band, there was a lot of restructuring and a lot of, you know, kind of reconnecting with one another. And a thing that that potentially threw a wrench in that, or let me not even say it threw a wrench in that, but just made it more interesting to see how it was going to develop was the birth of my son, a race. So it, it was literally us kind of creating ideas and then having me to just kind of pull away for a while. So there were a lot of moving parts to the inspiration that came to the album and we created every moment that we could, like any moment that we could like link up, like a few times we would have sessions in Baltimore because of, you know, that's where I live. Right. We would have sessions at Greg's house. We would even like, even during COVID, we would have like virtual sessions, brainstorming. Okay. And it would get down to a point where Greg is home in in terms of the band, right? And mm. periodically, it might just be Greg and Kamara for a few weeks. Mm. It might just be Greg and Data for a few weeks. It might just be me and Greg for a few weeks. But every time we would come back home, like Greg is home in okay. that sense of the band. And that's why I, I enjoy his leadership because he gets to kind of see where everybody is mentally. He's kind of like the rock. He is the foundation, like, okay. uh, like by far, in my personal opinion. And when it came, when it comes to like piecing things together, masterful at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's available now on all streaming platforms. Yes. It just got released today. Yes, it did. It's on iTunes, mm-hmm. iTunes Spotify, Spotify, Tidal, all that good Tidal, stuff. All of it. All of it. One one of the things I'm hoping that we might be able to do, if we get enough people to order it, we might get some vinyls. So if you, okay. for my vinyl heads out there, if you if you really enjoy that aspect of it, just go ahead and pre-order. Like not even pre-order it. Go ahead and buy it now because right. it's, it's out now. Exactly. Right. And if if you bless us enough, we might kick something out to you. You know, just just follow us on Instagram. That's the easiest way to be able to kind of see if we're going to be releasing anything extra. Nice. And I just started collecting vinyls too, man. Man. But my um my all eyes on me vinyl just came in the other man. day. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like it's 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 an art form at this, especially in this day and age because everything's digital now. Yeah. And everything's got a digital re-release and blah blah blah. blah. I truly have an affinity for those artists that can still like release their own work via vinyl because that's it's, right. it's vinyl CD all that good stuff. Oh my gosh, I love it. I miss CDs, man. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing for me with CDs is like once it's scratched, just just done. yeah, it's yeah, done. yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. It's done. But the same thing could be said for a vinyl too, though. True. Right. Well. For me, I take better care of vinyls than I do of CDs. Makes sense. Yeah, CDs I can just you know throw them in my cars. But vinyl is just like this is precious. Yeah, you got to get. Yeah, I went through too much to get this. You know what I mean? And uh, I enjoy the fact that even now with vinyls, they have a certain uh, amount of esteem and allure to them. Like, li- like legitimately, right now, if you pulled up your phone and tried to find Jay Z's "Reasonable Doubt" on vinyl, you're gonna pay a grip for that. You really are. You're gonna pay a grip for it so i i enjoy that aspect of vinyls and uh, almost kind of like what esperanza spaulding did with her um album i think a few years ago it was like a bunch of sevens mm-hmm. where it's like she only released like 
I think 777 copies. And if you caught it, you caught it. Mm. I love that aspect of it. So if we might do something like that where Curse has been lifted. And Elijah did the same thing with oh, his yeah. last two albums. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bought, I make sure I got those CDs. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need that. You know, Elijah's in my top 10, so I'll make sure I got them joints. Underrated. Underrated. Oh, guy, big man. facts. Underrated. Big guy. facts. I'm, I'm sad to see him go, but I'm also happy that he did what he wanted. Right. You know he just released a new mixtape like two months ago. I thought he retired. See, this is the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not under his name. It's under a different name. It's like his alter ego. Bobby? No, it's um, it's another alter ego. Oh, Dr. Destruction. That's another one. Dr. Destruction, yeah. Well, I have to look into that. See, oh, you got to, This bro. is why hip-hop vibes exist, <laughs> so I can get this type got, of knowledge. You got to, bro. This. Like, he killed that joint, bro. Mm, the whole concept of the whole thing is, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but see, it's it's amazing. I look forward to it. <laughs> I'm trying not to cuss, to but like, it's, it's freaking amazing, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean by freaking, too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I showed my boy Nick, like, a couple months ago when the first came out. He was like, wow, bro. Like, I see why you like Logic. Got and it. like it still has that whole you know old school hip hop vibe to it. Excellent. So like yeah, perfect. Definitely gotta check that joint out. And um, Greg, he sent me one of the songs. You know like, you know before joint came out today. Absolutely. Um, he sent me, nigga, you ain't special. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he sent me that joint. Shout out to Greg. Mm-hmm. And he he plays the um piano with the keys, yes, right? Yes, he plays. Yeah. Keys. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. So, well, real quick, let's talk about everybody's role in the band. Okay. So, Greg is the music director. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, between him and Data, they kind of share the the musical direction aspects of it because uh, the thing with Data, he plays our, the bass, mm-hmm. but he also plays keys for our cousin band, uh, Control K. Well, we're their cousin. You know, <laughs> like we yeah. like their little cousin in my in my eyes at least. But um. He plays keys uh, for Control Chaos and bass for us. Uh, Greg plays uh, keys for us. And between the two of them, there's a lot of composition. There's a lot of years of, you know, music theory experience. Okay. Now, me, I tinker around with uh, writing charts. And I have my own compositions that I try to insert wherever I can. And they might take... Uh, bits and pieces of it but I play drums right. in the band Kamara is vocalist and a poet mm-hmm. at at her at her core it'd okay. be times where literally on the spot we could be playing like uh, just a groove and Kamara will come out of nowhere with lyrics and a harmony mm-hmm. I mean not harmony a melody out of nowhere and before you know it we've got a full song nice mm-hmm. So talk about You Ain't Special real quick. <laughs> Any, like, inspiration that led to that song or just, you know? That's Kamara's song. Like, okay. that's, that is her song. I, I kind of figured. Oh, <laughs> like, you can tell from the way that she's delivering the message. Yeah. That's a very personal song. I, I, feel, I feel like it was her. I, I feel like it was, like, her joint. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I just want to, like, you know, get a second, you know, opinion. We all have our, our standout songs on the album. Okay. And this one specifically is Kamara's like um, the inspiration. If you can't tell by the title, yeah, <laughs> more or less. Uh, I, I I'll be honest with you. In terms of inspiration, I wouldn't want to steal her thunder yeah. because this is primarily her songs. I, I I can tell you the 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 drum inspiration for it would. Uh, I take a lot of my cues, or I try to take a lot of my cues from uh, Dilla. Okay, Jay Dilla, yeah, uh, uh, Dilla esque drummers. You know, so that would be like Spanky's. Or um, Chris Dave, or you know, like drummers like that. I try to emulate that uh, as much as possible. What ended up happening on uh, the th- this project, we ended up doing uh, computerized drums for the track itself. But we have a live version of it too. That okay. if people like it enough, we might just we throw that out version. there. Too. Exactly. So, and hopefully, I can perform all this stuff live. Oh, absolutely. Once you know this whole COVID stuff. Well, the last time that we performed uh, that song was at Bus Boys and Poets, and my uh, my best friend Sydney, she like peeped it from deep and was just like, "Oh my gosh, that song is amazing! I can't <laughs> wait till y'all release it." It's like great, great. So we're we're heading in the right direction, right? In terms of definitely. like the songs or the content that we're putting out. Would you say is your favorite song from this um, album? Or if you had to pick a top three, Uh, a top three. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about this on the way in, 
And if I were to do my favorites, uh, number three would be Wa'anko. That's my song. That's the one that I I mainly, well, let me not say mine, but the, the inspiration for it came from uh, the drum beat, uh, the drum groove, Wawanko. And okay. uh, so that's why it's spelled like that. It's G-U-A, and then Ankh is a comedic symbol. Yeah. Uh, and then O, so it's superimposing African stuff into the song itself. So that's my favorite. Well, my third. Second favorite would be Gong. Man. <laughs> amazing tune amazing tune that's data data is really into um healing and understanding the you know the the makeup of our body so when it comes down to like the chords and stuff that they that he plays is very intentional it's supposed to bring out certain feelings in you so it's it's meant to not necessarily hypnotize you but relax you when you hear that song and it does a great job for me at least and then number one favorite song on the album is match me like it's the very last track and I think I'll, 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 if I'm a betting man, I'd put easily 50 bucks on saying that, that the last track is everybody's favorite song. From the band? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would I would put good money on that. Okay. Mm. All right. The Sensei sent me this song. I'm going to play Nigga You Ain't Special real quick. There you go. You can go on the break. And then after the break, we'll bring in Dana. Appreciate it. And have him talk. All right, y'all. Here you go. Nigga You Ain't Special. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, here you come with excuses And once again, here I let you abuse Past the eyes and the smile, delusion I chose to adore and ignore the confusion Stuck on how we got this far You were never meant to break this wall Left to deal with my dealings and feelings I need some time for some sensual healing Had a fun time, spent well done From my past, can't compare you to none But don't think you Irreplaceable, it's irreversible I'm here to let you know I was walking down New York Avenue My head turned when I saw this boy I knew He walked over looking so damn smooth I smiled all while keeping Thank you. 
Welcome back, y'all. It's your boy AJ, and this is Hip Hop Vibes. Back with another member of Say Leaf, my boy Data. Welcome, bro. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to be here. Yeah, man. my bad. You know, you know, COVID restrictions kind of you know got us like messed up a little bit. But you, you know, already know, bro. This yeah. is what it is. Just you know, get it how you can. <laughs> but yo, just real quick, you know, introduce yourself, your name, where you're from, your role in the band, influences, all that good stuff. Cool. Uh, so I mean, uh. Try to keep it as concise. <laughs> Take your time, man. Um, you got plenty of time. My name is Data. Uh, that's my producer alias. I uh, pretty much am the bass player in the group, and I produce uh, along with Cure, our uh, leader. Um, and we pretty much just cook crack for y'all. That's pretty much <laughs> it. I mean, we don't really do anything else, honestly. Um, I've been playing for playing bass for a few years now, but I studied uh, trombone in college. What school did you go to? Frostburg. Frostburg? Okay, okay. Yeah. And that's what's funny because Cure is also a trombonist by heart, but he's our pianist. Sure, sure. So it's a lot of multi-musical people, you know, kind of hovering in the group. Yeah. You play keys, you play keys as well, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, producers, we play everything. Yeah, Whatever no. Whatever you put in front of us, we're going we gonna to figure it out. Right, right. Um, as an engineer, I understand. Right, right. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes it's just that type of energy. It's just like, yeah, I can't call these people. I'm just figure it out, and then you end up doing it. And then the more times you, you know, you end up saying saying that, you start to actually get good, good. And then people call you for a gig, and you're like, oh, I can actually play a little bit. I guess. <laughs> you know? It takes time though. But um, um, from Maryland, <laughs> but you know, we kind of say we're based out of the DMV, so. Okay. DMV vibes, you know, is definitely the inspiration of our music. Obviously, the group being primarily jazz musicians, we pull from a, a whole bunch of different, just like you could say, like world music and things like mm-hmm. that. I don't know who my personal influences that I could honestly say I feel like are bleeding through on this project, but my personal influences that like everyday listens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Oscar Peterson. I love Bill Evans. I love some of the older cats, you know, older composers like Neil Hefty. I love Hubert Laws, awesome flute, flute uh, flautist. Okay. Uh, really cool. Like any, you talk about fusion, Bobby Humphrey, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Donald yeah, yeah. Byrd, all of those cats. Like I really love, you know, like the seventies and like the eighties and fusion. You know, I mean, everybody say. Weather report, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. cool. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to talk about weather report, but there's there's just so there's so many, uh, I guess you could say, influences that I pull from on a daily basis. I I really don't know who I can say is bleeding through on this project, but I'd say I'm a jazzer at heart, though. Okay. And like straight ahead jazz, not like instrumental pop <laughs> like no i understand like yeah. real jazz yeah the authentic <laughs> jazz yeah yeah <laughs> so spencer's telling me that you introduced um jay to the um, the band yeah so how did that go uh well pretty much um i used to work for a little company and you know god works in mysterious ways like she literally came through the door and i had been gigging so you know it was a music-based company so okay sold like instruments and sheet music and we had a center where we taught lessons as well so. kind of like a music and art center yeah exactly okay okay um long story short i'm kind of like a plug for outside musicians but also a plug for the company you know what i'm saying because yeah. I, I gig all the time so like i'm a real 
in the field person. So I pull people from, you know, oh, hey, well, you know, I work here by day, you know, so if you need this type of stuff, yeah, yeah, whoop, doop, whoop, you know, okay. and type of things. Or, you know, if there's teachers looking to teach, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, my man is, you know, he play, yeah, yeah, he studied up at whoop, whoop, whoop. Do we got any openings? And, you know, upper management be like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, so I'm just kind of, you know, okay. trying to feed the village type. Energy, yeah, yeah. You know, and middleman. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Facts, facts. And off of that type of energy, I guess somehow she found out that I would work there. And she literally came and said, yeah, somebody told me to ask for Mark. And I was just like, oh, OK, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and then we started chopping it up. She said she was a vocalist. And then literally <laughs> here we are. Like it was the most <laughs> like god ordained like alley-oop setup and i mean jay is stupid i mean i don't know if you've heard like any of the pro like so yeah yeah i heard some as, stuff. Yeah, yeah. as soon as like, i seen y'all live too bro as soon as we got her in the studio it was just kind of like oh <laughs> okay here's platinums you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it was just like let's cultivate this let's foster this let's keep on building this you know because it was it was a no-brainer but i i can't you know i can't say that was like oh yeah I found her. Like, no, that was yeah. God. You know what I'm right. saying? It was just really on some, God put me here. God right. put Jay there. Right place, right time. Right place, right time. You know what I'm saying? You work in your ministry. You you know what I'm saying? You try to allow you as much opportunities to, you know, the people that you want to see come up with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you see what happens. You know, sometimes, sometimes stuff falls apart, but sometimes you just get the best thing ever, you know? Fact. But you don't know unless you, you know, you open and you're willing to work through some of that stuff. Because sometimes I, I really feel like, especially at least in the DMV, people be kind of like scared to put each other on. Yeah, There's that's no real. sense of like community. And like, I'm completely against that. Like, if I see something and I, I know somebody and you literally were, we were talking about, hey, do my breaks or something. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, I got this dude. He work up out of this mechanic shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a legit, not some, you know. Oh, my uncle does break. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. like I'm gonna get you somebody real, and that's the thing. We don't pass authentic and real opportunities to each other. It's a lot of that kind of like discount, kind of like bartering, kind of. Yeah, and that's one thing I like about like Atlanta, because like yeah. they all work together as a whole. Right, they all look out for each other. I was just talking to my brother about that. He's been talking about moving down south to Texas. But Houston, like Houston. Yeah, I think maybe Houston. I I gotta I gotta chat it up with him real quick. Uh, just to figure out exactly what part, but like, yeah, he that's the same thing he said. He was just like, down south, it's really it's open, it's more spacious. I mean, and obviously we are, we've we've known this for some time. If you can keep your income from up north, but move down south, hey, really, oh yeah, you know you're good. You're gonna be good. Like, <laughs> you gonna be straight for real. Yeah, you gonna be eating. I keep so. telling people straight up, like, yo, I want I want to move out to North Carolina so bad, but mm -hmm. keep the income I have here. Right, I'll be. Have my own spot. But see, I mean, like off some radio stuff, you know, that's, you know, these types of opportunities are becoming more and more realistic. Facts. My only fear with a lot of that kind of like telework line, like kind of operation is you can end up being part of a community that you're not really actually around. And for me, I'm, I'm a brick and mortar kind of guy. So like I like, you know, being able to walk into a store. You know, Same. You're, you know, a hand, you're a hands-on person. Yeah, you yeah. feel me. Exactly. So I, I don't, you know, and that's not that I have no gripes or, you know, types of feelings about other things. It's just, I don't know, it's, some, it's something to that older style of community and, like, really being face-to-face -face with yeah. people. You feel me? Like, I know my neighbor, my neighbor James. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know his whole name. You know what I'm saying? And he does this. He works here. Type, not on some like I'm policing him, but just on some like, yeah, I know the people that are around me and the people that are around me matter and the people that are around me have a mission and we all think alike. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. Like that's kind of like how the first communities got started. So like when I think about those older styles of living, it's like it's super prevalent down south. And that's what makes me gravitate to it because up here it's like really quick. Yeah. It's like everybody like money oriented and that's not bad, but it's just like. People don't really mess with the village. For real. Yeah. And that's why I try to get so hard to get y'all actually in the studio. Facts. Like, granted, I knew I couldn't get the whole band in here. Facts. Facts. But if I can get at least two of y'all in here to talk about the album and right. talk about the band and all the stuff, I'm like, right. this it's is that, more. It's yeah. that energy. Yeah. Right. Right. You get, right. You, right. you get to feel the vibe I and everything. That, yeah, bro. man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, know, I know. I got two of y'all in here, but of course, you know, we had right. to like. Live back and forth, you know. Right. You gotta make it do what it do, you know. What hey, I'm saying? look, and that's the thing. You yeah. you get it how you can until you know you can get some more. Exactly. 
Exactly. But facts. Yeah, bro. I, I I really do appreciate the opportunity. Oh no problem. Yeah, I'm glad y'all were able to come up here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, it was all. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Did Spence tell you about the stupid traffic on the? Oh way? yeah, 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 yeah. Or, uh, it's always something coming from Maryland, bro. It's literally always some type of, and that's every time. Like sometimes we have like gigs or something. I always look and I'm like, yo, if I gotta put into the GPS, <laughs> no tolls. I'm, my my whole like expectation of the day is already like okay you're gonna have to bring your expectations <laughs> down just a little bit you know what i'm saying and then if you see like toll and then you see like zip codes that like are far you're like okay now my expectations going down a little bit yeah, more yeah. it's just like one thing after another but va is always a mission bro it's always a hike I've never been able to get to VA in less than an hour. And I swear to GPS be like, you're only 30 minutes away. Which part of Maryland are you at? I live in PG. Mm, wow. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, so, where at? You, like, old Bowie. Like, Bowie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so I'm not. Oh, yeah. yeah there's going to be mad traffic coming but, that way. Yeah. And it's like the Beltway is just never the place to be from 10 a.m. To 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, you are right. You shouldn't be on the beltway. Right. You're right. But I don't know. But, you know, we got here. Traveling mercies. Everybody here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I hit travel too, and I only stay only, what, 15 minutes away? Bro, but see, <laughs> but, but 15 minutes of VA traffic yeah. is like 30 minutes of Maryland traffic. Yeah. Unless you're on 66. That's a, that's the whole nother yeah. level of traffic, bro. Yeah. And like, I work in Manassas now, so like, drive okay. on. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, I just transferred to Manassas. I work in, I work with Amazon. Okay. So cool. like, I just cool, transferred, cool, cool. there's like a new warehouse yeah. in Manassas now. They just okay. opened up like a month ago. So like, I go, I work there from like one uh-huh. to noon, one thirty to noon. Facts. Like Facts. one in the morning to noon. So Facts. like, yeah. So like getting there is not really not that bad minus construction. Right. But coming back right. it's kinda it's like, like yeah, that's where yeah, busy at. Right. Yeah. Right. So they, they do they start y'all off early in the morning or you, you start like kinda like midday? No, I get there I get there at one thirty in the morning. Yeah. And then yeah, we start right away. Yeah. Ten bro. hour shift. I was I was one of the Amazoners for a little bit too, bro. <laughs> so I trust me, I I I know the hurt. I know the hurt. I actually worked up uh for a little bit. I worked up at the uh the one up in Rockville. Actually I trained I, I did my training in Rockville because I'm real? yeah, I'm a level three now. So okay. I did my training up in Rockville. So making that drive and then coming bruh, back down. Bruh. I'm telling you, <laughs> boy, what? Oh my god, driving, driving, yeah, driving, man. driving. And then so uh before uh I switched employment. The uh, company that I was contracted with, we actually got called to do routes out Gainesville from Rockville. I, I, did, I worked at Gainesville too, bro. <laughs> oh my I was working God. there for like two months before Manassas opened up. Bruh, driving, driving, <laughs> driving, driving. People don't know. It's a lot of driving. It is. It it's really like is. It's like a lot of driving. <laughs> so you did like flex or you did, or you were like, Nah, I was in one of them big bertha vans. Okay. Oh, you had the actual shuttle <laughs> yeah, vans, right? <bro>. Okay. <laughs> we was whipping. <with> <laughs> we was out this joke trying not to, you know, kill ourselves. Bro. Yeah. And people be stingy on the road. People really be stingy with like service vehicles. They don't let you merge. They don't let you do nothing. They Especially in Virginia. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bruh, I'd be like, yo, this is why people have like incredible road rage. Yeah, bro. And then you feel me like it's the Amazon, man. Like you, I'm the closest thing to Santa. <laughs> like, let me over. Like, it's not that. Come on, son. I don't know. People just evil. People yeah, you're right. Evil. They selfish. <laughs> they selfish. I hate it. It's like a whole curse, man. It is. It is. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> I see what you did. Oh, you caught it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of curses, you know, new album in stores today, all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff, Amazon Music. <laughs> anyway, curse has been lifted. So talk about, you know, the making of the album, because this is your second uh, album, your second project that y'all made, right? Yeah, facts. Yeah. yeah. This project, I can say, honestly, was really heartfelt because there's just a lot of interpersonal and I guess you can say emotional venting that came with this project. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, because sometimes people just make music to make music. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's like inspiration. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes it's money. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this was a, a really authentic kind of project. And I think that's why it really took so long for us to really get it consolidated into a work of art because we weren't forcing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like really like instances and, you know, me and Greg might have a few sketches and then, you know, we kind of piece things together. And then, you know, as life moves on, you know, people, you know, Jay literally just pours a heart out, you know, on the track. Me, I'm always just trying to make my music make me trip out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I, 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 I produce with a compositional mind uh, towards, you know, really trying to articulate like programmatic music like making the music put you in a place yeah you know or the just hearing the sounds makes you kind of like conceptualize like imagery or colors or you know some people have synesthesia so you know they see colors or they feel colors or they smell colors or they taste colors you know things like that mm -hmm. i feel like playing on frequencies and vibrations you know kind of like spin that out so there was just a lot of different culminations of like experiences and you know heartache success you know failures there's just a lot of stuff with with the band each individual member's personal life that really did kind of like pour out into this track so it's honestly some of the most authentic work that i've been part of okay I, i'm just honored that it's finally coming out you know what i'm saying hopefully it lifts somebody else's <laughs> curse you know because it's that's what it that's kind of like what it was for us it was really just the the process of existing you know the starting here the seeing the perspective and then the ending here or the walking towards there, you know, not necessarily ending. Cause right. It never really ends. But, you know, it's all really just it's just us bleeding. You know what I'm saying? The, what what happens? You know? OK, so but, what would you say is your some of your favorite songs from the album? If you had to pick like a top three. I don't even know, bro. I really can't call it. Because there's certain elements of each song and just the the story behind what we've gone through i don't know bro i can't i i can't call it i can tell you this though i can tell mm. you this i can't tell you what my favorite song is yeah but i can tell you what song as soon as it starts playing i literally have like a whole mental trip and it's it's every time yeah it's literally every t it's like you can play the song 10 times it's going to put me in a space 10 times i'm gonna trip out 10 times 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. Gone. Gone? Gone. Okay. Whenever that starts playing, it's, I don't know, the way my brain is set up, my anatomy, whatever is happening. Maybe it's the key. Maybe it's, oh, I, I have no idea what it is, but as soon as that joke starts playing, I'm not even in the room. I'm having an outer body experience. Okay. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just hits you in some type of way. It, yeah, some, some uh, certain frequencies do. Like, yeah. So it's not a one-off. Like that's the only song that does that. But it's one of the songs that is in my little personal library. <laughs> yeah. Of music that's like okay, if you need to, you know, have a spiritual journey and you praying and you trying to figure something out, listen to this. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it's officially in the category. It's 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 on that playlist. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's yeah. the it's the one that I um, kind of resonate with the most. My body resonates with it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I feel you. I feel it you. literally pulls me <laughs> like wild. I don't know. I don't know. No. I wish I had an answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I feel you. It's all good. That's what music is about, man. It's just you know, it's all about feelings. Facts, facts, yeah. facts. And I mean, hopefully we conveyed that because a lot of the uh, a lot of the tracks. Are, are about feelings like just the areas you get like like feedback or uh, don't do this to me they have like a lot of emotion like it's not even words you know yeah. wrapped up in it it's just the feeling like i can't articulate through any type of you know language or diction but like you hear it and it's just like two people look at each other and nod it's like yeah yeah you feel me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i remember because like craig had sent me one of the songs like mm. earlier you know before the joint came out yeah he sent me the um nigga you ain't special song yeah which is yeah. obviously you know a jay song yeah right, right. <laughs> but you, you could tell you know it was something emotional something or something she was speaking from from like right. experience type right. stuff yeah right. right and that whole the culmination of literally emotion feeling experience and perspective being transmutated through like frequencies 
I feel like there's a lot that can't get lost in translation with music. You know, sometimes it's easy for me to, you know, say something and you miss my sarcasm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, I say something or I just don't know how you joke. I don't know how you play. You know what I'm saying? We don't have enough chemistry to yeah, understand yeah, yeah, each yeah. other. But I feel like there's a lot of these songs. It's just like it's going to hit you. You know what I mean? And like some people they might miss, but it's funny. We talking about uh, Nigga You Ain't Special. I learned this, I guess you could say, gem from Jay. Uh, she was just like, one day, I forget what we was talking about. You know, probably you know, how to save the world or something. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> always trying to be, you know. She's a dear friend and I love chatting up with her. She gets more like, or less mysterious. She's definitely a person to have conversations with because she is a complete reservoir of knowledge. So I say that to say like, pay attention to her because she don't be just rapping. She be like, she be preaching on the low. <laughs> Okay, okay. But that said, she I, I forget what we were talking about or how we were talking about what we were talking about, but she just said, sometimes you got to say something and whoever it's meant for, they'll get it. A lot of the times we get wrapped up in trying to communicate effectively. Yeah. And then we don't. We end up not saying clearly what we was going to say. And like she kind of broke it down like, you know, real real simply like Chinese person is speaking you know, Chinese, and you don't know Chinese, then it wasn't for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're speaking to somebody personally, and they don't care about who misses it because they said what they they said for who they said it for. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I've really taken that approach and ran with it musically because it's like a lot of times as artists, we're, we get caught up in trying to be understood, you know? We get caught up in trying to make sure that nothing gets lost in translation or, you know, through your practice, you know, you're trying to make sure you're the sharpest tool and, you know, you do all these things that can easily obscure the message or obscure, you know, your intentions. Yeah. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying, it ain't even that deep. You know what I mean? You just got to say it. And I feel like with the curses lifted, I feel like we really found a good starting point for that uh, happy medium of, like, putting it out there, you know? Yeah. And not even, like, worrying about how it's understood or the view or perspective. Like, no, it's for whoever gets it. Right. Type energy. And not on some like, oh, if you don't get it, you're stupid. Like, no, nah, it's just like we were speaking to somebody. And if this is for you, you know what I'm saying? Then you're going to hear it. Then you're going to hear it. And at least my hope is the people that hear it get some healing from it. I'm trying to help which whatever way I can. And I mean, you feel like if you ain't leading the revolution, you know what I'm saying? Then you yeah. you got to do something, you know? And I feel like music is a safe medium. Facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> If you could just get that one person to hear it, right. to listen, you know what I'm saying? Right, just to listen, you know right. what I'm saying? And if it changes your mind or it, it lines you up some way or it gives you perspective of something that you, you know, weren't aware of, then, you know, praise God. Like, we all here, we we all we all looking at the same thing uh, a little more clearer now or we looking at the same thing with more empathy because I feel like a lot of times we don't see what, it, we don't see what each other sees. Yeah. And on some, not to be like spiritual but on some spiritual stuff i feel like that's a really big divide or barrier between people you know at different people of different ethnicities different minds you know what i'm saying like there's not enough empathetic perspective mm. and sometimes i feel like when art we as artists we're trying to say something clearly things can get lost in translation if they don't get packaged a certain way or if they don't look a certain way if you don't rap about a certain thing or you don't you know make music oh you you call yourself a jazz musician but you know what i'm saying you do these things and this doesn't look like jazz or you call yourself a rapper and you do these things but it doesn't look like rap you know what i'm saying yeah. everybody's like caught up in the image uh yeah, yeah instead yeah. of the like the creativity the, the creativity but also the empathetic yeah you know kind of like perspective that comes with that creativity to see okay when this person is talking like they're talking about their experience you know like what they see what they're feeling you know and sometimes if you talk about something that everybody's felt yeah it's easy to get behind that you know you talk about getting money and what it feels like to be at the bottom and now you're at the top like, yeah everyone's like, oh yeah yeah <laughs> but you start talking about like real you know what i mean like it's kind of weird because not everybody has had the same amount of experiences so it can be i don't know What's the word? It could be a little bit daunting to even talk about certain subjects as an artist because you're like, well, what's going to get airtime? Right. Right. (laughs) I say all that to say like that empathetic mind first, I think, helps us as artists start to kind of forget about what we're what 
how we want to say something and just kind of like say it clearly, you know, and kind of like what Jay was saying, like you just, you know, you say it. Yeah. And whoever is for is for. Hopefully it helps other people copy and paste some more empathy in their life. You know what I mean? So that in day to day transactions, you feel me? You can just to start. You can start to see other people's perspective and you can, you know, just start to move in a way that don't, you know, fuck up somebody else's life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not on some like, oh, you got to bend over backwards for people. But, you know, we all don't we all don't have to be in a way or we all don't have to move in a way that makes us feel like if this person is doing better, they're in my way. Yeah. You know, there's enough to go around. Big facts. Long story short. And I feel like when we start to, you know, just focus on certain messages in music, it can kind of copy and paste that consciousness around and then slowly, hopefully, everybody will just chill the fuck out, you know? <laughs> Grab a J, smoke it, and mind your business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. I'm trying to cause change without violence. You facts, feel? facts. <laughs> That was deep, man. For real, for real, for real. For real. <laughs> My bad. I ain't trying to ramble. <laughs> no, no, no. You good, bro. No, this was good. This was good. For real, for real. And it was perfect because it's about time to wrap the joint up anyway. Say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so you ended right on time anyway. So Ooh. it was all good. <laughs> so for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Say leave. Chris has been lifted on all streaming platforms. We released today. Make yeah, sure you make go sure you go cop that joint. Go cop that. I've been pre-ordered my joint, so I'm good regardless. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, make sure y'all go cop that joint. It's fire. It's the fire. songs I've heard, yeah, it's fire already. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm completely biased, but also I'm not a liar. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you want some crack, go get it. <laughs> but yeah, man, go make sure y'all check this joint out. I'm your host, AJ, and this is Hip Hop Vibes. I'll catch y'all next week.